Well, welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Bottom Line Show, and you know what that means. That's right. Back in January of 2021, we had wild Wednesdays. Every single Wednesday, January 6th, all that stuff at the White House was on a Wednesday. Uh, the inauguration was on a Wednesday. It seems like there was some craziness going on every single day or every single Wednesday. Now we have what we call everyone Wednesdays, and uh, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. And so when you call, we're going to have a call in here in just a moment. Open up the phone, say 800-227-5278 to give you a chance to just weigh in on what you think about what's happening in the U.S. military. It's fascinating to see how few people are actually (laughs) enlisting to fight and serve our country. Um, But then later, Trisha Goyer, author, is going to join me. Dennis Wilson is going to be on the program today. There's lots of reasons for you to call. So make sure you have our number, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. That's the number to get you through to the bottom line on Everyone Wednesday. Because Wednesday sounds like Wednesday. You got it. You got it. Okay. Hey, before we go into this uh, too much further, I was wondering if you would join me in a word of prayer. And this is selfish, personal for me. Um, a dear friend of mine, I've known him for well over 10 years. His name is Sean Tabbitt. Um, you don't know Sean personally, necessarily. As a matter of fact, he's an author. I don't think we've ever interviewed him on the bottom line. But Sean, I met about 10 years ago when he was working on the publicity side. He, Someone writes a book. The publisher then says, here's your publicist. And they contact people and let them know, hey, you know, Lee Strobel has a new book or whatever it is. And then they went, that's how the guests wind up here on programs like ours. And Sean is a podcaster. Uh, he's an author. Back about six years ago when I did the 40 or 30 Day Faith Detox, Sean and I did it together because he was doing publicity on the book. And just a really great guy. We keep running into each other at conventions over the years. And uh, he's relocated recently to South Carolina. He and his wife, Lynette, lived there with their 10 children. They got a big family. And this morning on his social media page, Sean posted a picture of his wife, Lynette. She's in the hospital. Uh, she woke up this morning with a series of seizures. Uh, she blacked out. They rushed her to the hospital. She's been sedated and intubated. And they're running a series of tests to find out what caused the seizures and, um, you know, what uh, the next courses of action should be. So I know Christians all over the country are praying for the family. And I was wondering if we could join and add our voices into that chorus too. Heavenly Father, thank you for being the God who hears and, and heals and understands it gives us hope during times of crisis and right now we lift up our brother and sister sean and lynette tabbitt to you and all their children uh, as lynette is going through this health challenge and uh, sean is there you know watching his life partner of these many years uh battle and uh and and struggle and father we know that you um allow us to live in this world where there is sin and there is disease and there is the possibility that uh, we might be impacted by these types of things but whether we live or die whether we are healthy or sick we live as unto you and so we're praying for a complete healing for Lynette, uh, that the doctors would find what it is the issue might be. And uh, if, but first and foremost, put her at the top of the list and bring her the healing that she needs um, uh, for, and for Sean and for their kids as well as they're going through just a very, very challenging time. Uh, as beneficial as Sean's work has been here on the Bottom Line Show to help us get guests and things like that, we just lift him up to you, Father. And we ask all these things in Jesus' precious and powerful name. Amen. Thank you. I, I really appreciate you doing that. Sean's a good man, and I've not met Lynette personally, but I feel like I know her because of my interactions with her husband. So thank you for uh, for doing that. Hey, you know, it's interesting. Um, when you look at the numbers, you know, oftentimes here in the Bottom Line Show, we look at, you know, we do analysis, balance, and get clarity and discernment on different issues. And 
over the past several years, we definitely have a, uh, a situation in our nation where the perception is a lot different than the reality when it comes to certain things. Like, for example, how do people feel about law enforcement? I mean, have you had a good experience with law enforcement? Have you worked in law enforcement? Maybe it's been a good experience for you. Uh, have you had a lousy experience with law enforcement? I mean, a lot of people, uh, if we are going to weep with those who weep, mourn with those who mourn, and rejoice with those who rejoice, uh, it, it does not do us any good as Christians to turn a blind eye to the fact that not everybody's had a great experience with law enforcement. It doesn't mean all cops are bad. doesn't mean all cops are good. The same holds true when it comes to United States military. I mean, there are very few people who listen to the bottom line show would say, I hate the military. I mean, obviously, we love what the military has done for us as a nation, protecting, defending, serving, et cetera, et cetera. And the reality is uh, we have not had a peacetime draft in this country for nearly 50 years. Uh, yesterday on the program, we were talking about the resignation of Richard Nixon 48 years ago yesterday. Well, actually, the resignation on August 8th that took effect on August 9th, 1974. Uh, Richard Nixon was the president the last time we had a peacetime draft. Um, and at you know, that moment, though young men ages, was it 17 to 24, have to uh, uh, register for the draft. I mean, it's on your 18th birthday, excuse me. The people who have served us in the United States Armed Forces have done so on a volunteer basis. No one forced them to do it. They said, I'll do it. Now, quick caveat here, in terms of not being forced to do it, you probably know someone. You may have a family member who actually went into the military because they'll say, well, I wasn't necessarily forced to do it, but I didn't really have any other options. I can think of two or three people in our circle of influence who find themselves in that category. A young man who is a good friend of my son, Jake's, uh, they finished high school together. He then went off and uh, went to a very uh, fancy music school, wanted to, uh, uh, wanted to, get involved in uh, music and, and the arts and things like that, wound up piling up $50,000 worth of debt and then flunked out of the school. So next thing you know, he <laughs> Jake hears from this guy, hey, dad, did you know that Michael's in the army now? I said, what's he doing? And he goes, well, he's playing first trumpet in the jazz band or whatever. He wound up having an excellent military career, uh, learning how to do the infantry stuff and whatever, but he wound up you know, on the presidential jazz group or whatever it was. And that was a good deal for him because it helped him pay off his student debt, helped him get an education. It, it actually worked. A lot of people think of the military as just that. But we forget that, you know, with Operation you know, Shock and Awe, Iraqi Freedom, the military exercises, as we call them, that we've had of late, and the prospect that there might be another, uh, you know, global event happening, you know, theater of war might expand in the United States. The question is, how many people are combat ready? How many people have the kind of character that we're looking for in the military? I mean, the, the military used to be thought of, I think, for a lot of us as a place where if you had that young guy who uh, graduated from high school or maybe didn't, um, got an extended family member who falls in that category, dropped out when he was 15 and joined the Navy, dropped out of high school, and uh, wound up having a four-year Navy career that really helped get him back on track wound up getting married and having a family and a really good career. And it was many, many years ago, but we, we've all heard that story before. That used to be a place where that kid who had the potential, but just didn't really have the direction of the focus could actually get that direction of focus. But now NBC news is reporting 
And the Heritage Foundation is also reporting as well that this is a, a, a season of challenge in the United States military and every branch of the military, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, they're having a hard time meeting their recruiting goals for fiscal 2022. Uh, NBC News has obtained the records from the Defense Department, and they show not only a record low percentage of young Americans eligible to serve, but an even smaller percentage of Americans willing to serve. If you can imagine, I mean, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and Deputy Secretary of Defense Kathleen Hicks have a big problem. And the problem is, where do we find new recruits? Well, here's just an idea of what we're looking at here. When it comes to the number of people, we're looking at the fact that millennials and Generation Z now make up the largest demographic in the United States. Hate to break it to you if you're a baby boomer, and technically I'm in a baby boom mentality, though my psychographic is more Generation X. Baby boomers have always been the biggest generation everywhere you went. Remember, that's the reason why the baby boom was such a big deal. You know, we could do whatever we want. We're in college. We're young adults. We're starting out. The world will cater to us. Why? Because we're so wonderful? No, because there's more of you than anybody else. I mean, that's marketing. It's just, it's numbers. But then the baby boom generation delayed marriage a little bit, put off being parents, and then they became the parents of millennials. And then subsequently, in some cases, Generation Z. It's not uncommon to see someone in their mid-60s as the parent of a young adult in their mid-20s. But there was a lot of breeding going on, and a lot of those kids came out. And all of a sudden now we're finding that the numbers in terms of available bodies isn't the problem. It's the qualifications that these people have with them. 2022, according to this report from the Pentagon, is the year that we question the sustainability of an all-volunteer military force. Last month, Army Chief of Staff General uh, James McConville testified before Congress that of all Americans ages 17 to 24, only 23% of them are actually qualified to serve. That number had only been around 29% beforehand. Think about that for a minute. It's the largest demographic of people in the country, and yet only 21 in four of them are actually even qualified to serve, let alone if they wanted to. But then of the eligible adults, young adults, 23% of the ages 17 to 24 who are qualified and eligible, you know how many uh, young Americans want to serve in the military? Are you ready? 9%. One out of every 10 of the one out of every four Americans of the age 18 to seven or 17 to 24, rather, that are military age actually want to serve in the first place. So I, I want to put this to a, a vote here, a tally, 800-227-5278. Are you surprised by that number? number one. And number two, what in the world can we do to turn the tide? I mean, even if we instituted or reinstituted a peacetime draft, how many of these kids would be applying for waivers? How many would be going to Canada? How many would just say, hell no, we won't go, you know, like they did in the 60s? I'm curious as to what you would do to turn the tide, if you will. 800-227-5278. 
800-227-5278. That's the number to get you through to the bottom line. By investing in the Wilson Financial Services 4D or four-dimensional account, your investment is guaranteed against loss. It provides long-term care benefits, permanent income benefits, and inflation benefits all at the same time. You know, I had a client come in this morning, and the first thing he asked me was, tell me about 4D money. I said, you've got an account right now that's one-dimensional. It's paying you 6% for the next three years, and that's the one dimension it has. I said, 4D money has four dimensions. It'll pay you 4 to 6% a year, but has three additional dimensions. Number one, it'll provide you with long-term care benefits. Number two, it'll provide you with permanent income benefits. And number three, it'll provide you with inflation benefits, all under the heading of 4D money. So when I explain these things to people, they say, well, you know, that sounds too good to be true. I said, I know, but we have got millions and millions of dollars of clients' money in these accounts, and it's in black and white. It's true. Ask Dennis Wilson and his team at Wilson Financial Services to explain the four dimensions of their 4D account. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970 for simply better alternatives. Boy, that's what we need. We need some millennials and Generation Z who feel strong enough to be in the military. Uh, Roger Marsh here. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show, 800-227-5278. That's John Elefante's new single, by the way, called Stronger Now. And it is massive. I just love that song. We're taking a look at a report from NBC News and a concurrent report from the Heritage Foundation that is uh, basically they've obtained secret documentation from the uh, uh, Department of Defense with regard to the serious shortfall of new recruits for every branch of the military. It looks like for fiscal year 2022-2023, each branch of the military is not going to reach their recruitment goals. And the first part of the problem is that of uh, people who are in the age 17 to 24 category, the number of people who are qualified to serve without a waiver to join, without some kind of emergency or this, that, and the other thing, is only 23%. And we were talking about it here during the break. Well, how many people can actually meet the uh, the medical or the, uh, the the physical challenges? And that one out of four. It's amazing how many young people have issues, you know, that they are trying to deal with. I mean, some of the other issues, too. I mean, let's let's not uh, forget the fact, too. Some of these young people have criminal records. Uh, some of the, you know, they're, they're certainly not going to qualify because of the fact that they're not legally eligible to do so. Um, there are others that have physical challenges in terms of not that they have, you know, physical disabilities, but rather they just aren't physically fit enough to do this. And this is kind of a, uh, an indictment of the culture that we live in right now. In other words, young people spend a lot of time playing games online and getting involved with uh, that type of mental stimulation. But as we eat more processed foods, as we spend a lot more time lounging around, as we have more comfort, uh, creature comforts that make it easier for us to avoid manual labor. I mean, think about what happened during the pandemic. Um, Lisa and I battled this like a lot of other people do. You start working from home, do the home studio a lot more often. And uh, in my case, or Lisa's been working from home for quite some time. And you have to make it a point to get up and just move around as much as you used to when you got in the car, drove to work and went to work. A lot of people are dealing with that right now. You know, that uh, 5,000 to 10,000 steps per day. Uh, that's not necessarily happening. I mean, in all honesty, there are more and more young people who have been disqualified. It's not that they don't want to be in the military, but when they do show up, they've got a history of drug use. They've got criminal records and the obesity issue is huge. 23% of Americans ages 17 to 24 are qualified to serve. That's down from 29%. I'm curious 
as to why it was that low in the first place. And that wasn't a problem. I, I shared before the break of the people who are eligible to serve in the military, which means they're in physically good shape. Mentally, they're in, good, in a good place. They don't have the criminal history. Uh, they're not obese. You know, they 9% of young people are eligible to serve in the military. That's the lowest number since 2007. I'm curious as to, are you surprised by this number? 800-227-5278. And don't forget, today's an Everyone Wednesday. So if you call in right now and just want to get a comment in regarding the uh, situation with our military, I encourage you to do so. Teresa's got a prize for you, a fabulous prize uh, just for you. Go into my 1960s game show announcer voice. Um, Another issue, and this is something I was waiting for someone to call in and, and offer this as a suggestion. But a lot of it has to do with um, the families you grew up in. Are, are you a legacy military family and your kids didn't want to follow you into the military? I mean, how many times have we heard this before? It's kind of an American tradition, right? Uh, you know, I was born a Democrat. My dad was a Democrat. My mom was a Democrat, you know, whatever it was, or a Republican or a farmer or you know, whatever. That's kind of the American way of passing things along from uh, you know, one generation to the next. But oftentimes what happens is, you know, look at the families where uh, great grandpa was a firefighter. So grandpa was a firefighter. So daughter was a grandfather, was a firefighter. The some were the kids or police officers or that type of stuff. I, I know in our family, it's education. My goodness, lots of educators, either educators or coaches. There's lots of uh, in our in our family history. But you may ask the question, well, what about then these legacy families, if you will? that have a military background. Well, check this out. Because we have not had as much war activity and because we have not had as many people, the need for as many people to serve. In 1995, the number of people who are in active duty in the military who had a parent who had served. I'm just talking parents, not extended family. 40% of the people in the United States military in 1995 were serving as a legacy to a parent who had also served, who may have been a legacy to a grandparent who might have served. You know what that number is this year? It's 13%. 13% of those who are serving in the military are coming from families where they're legacies in the military. Now, I'm not necessarily suggesting that everybody who serves, it's like, well, uh, if my dad was in the Navy, I mean, I think about Uh, My kids and their extended family, they have a grandfather on their mother's side who was a Navy guy, and his son didn't go in the military, and two grandsons, uh, three grandsons out of that, two of them are old enough to have gone in the military, one considered it, but, you know, there's no legacy there. My dad didn't serve in the military. He had a, got a medical discharge because of an injury he sustained when he was in high school. His dad didn't serve either. So, I mean, we didn't have that example, and yet I remember one summer um, our pastor had a son who was just an uber achiever and uh, had actually gotten him into Annapolis. And so we did a tour of the East Coast back in 1975 and went to Annapolis and toured. And my dad pulled me aside and said, you don't, if you do think that you're, you know, you've got what it takes and you want to do it, um, I can find the people who helped our pastor's son get in and we can, we can start you down that process. Now, <laughs> to be fair, our pastor was Harold Liesma. His son, David, was an astronaut. 
I mean, he would, was it Sally Ryder? One of the, one of the first women to go in space, her partner, you know, in the lunar orbit was David Leesman. I wasn't anywhere near that when I was in school. I was a middle of the pack, you know, couldn't quite get the whole thing done deal. But think about this though. The legacy candidate, 40% of the people who served in the military in 1995 came from what we would call a military family. Today, it's 13%. And what's happening, even with the military families, is uh, by the name of a researcher by the name of Kate Kuzminski from the Center for New American Security said, here's the deal. It's tough to change the minds of a parent who has determined that the best way for their child to go is college before selecting a career. It used to be, back in the day, when someone graduated from high school, they were going to go to college or they weren't, and there weren't as many people going to college. So now it's find a job or go to the military, and the military was often a good way to prepare you for the workforce. So it was a little bit easier to recruit. But now more and more parents are saying, look, I would much rather have my kid going to college, even if they don't have a career trajectory just yet. And so, you know, if if mom and dad worked like crazy to get their kids ready for college and then there's the issue of. You know, we've got the money we scraped and saved for it and we want you to go. um, Well, that's going to be a big issue, too. But. Two more factors come into play here. And I'm going to take a quick break here and then we'll come back and take a look at them because in the same way that in the Sanctity of Life community, we're discovering that more and more women are turning away from abortion as an option because they are finding out that adoption is available to them. George Barna's survey indicating that over half of women in the United States who've had an abortion were not told that adoption was an option for them. Well, what about the military? We just assume in our generation, well, we have to have a strong and healthy and active military. We're going to have the best and the brightest there going to military in the military is a ticket to success, because then once you finish there, then you can go to college on the GI Bill and do very, very well. But why is it that there are people who don't know they can take advantage of this? We'll take a quick break and take a look at those numbers in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Here at Kbright, we are proud to recommend Stephanie and Jim Cover of Cover Law because they take such good care of their clients. I was coming home. It was like two days before Christmas. And I was sitting at a bottom of a hill and somebody just came smashing into me. Like they didn't even break or anything. They were coming down a steep hill. The people that hit me had no insurance, no license, no proof of anything. I had a lot going on in my life at the, at the time. I was busy at work. I was doing a lot of overtime. My husband came down with cancer. That was really a hard point in my life for my husband and I. She was by my side trying to help me through the accident and giving me personal support and telling me to keep the faith. And I was all ready like to, you know, throw in the towel. And she she just kept me going. They're just hardworking people. They know their stuff. They're very educated. They make you feel comfortable. They stick with you all the way. I used them as attorneys. Now they're friends. And once in a while, I tease them. Do I need to get in trouble so I could retain you guys? <laughs> I'd do anything to help those guys. I highly recommend them. I mean, I haven't had need for an attorney before, and I fell into the right hands. In the event of an accident, call Cover Law right away, 877-214-4935. That's 877-214-4935. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. 
I'm Roger Marsh, getting a little Bastille Day for this Wednesday here. Everyone wins, by the way. Everyone wins Wednesday. If you call in with a comment about our call-in topic or uh, want to win a copy of the books that we're giving away today, 800-227-5278. We're taking a look at the uh, U.S. military branches, all of them, that are basically saying, hey, we've got a problem here, and that is we're not going to reach our recruitment goals. By the way, the Air Force has reached their recruitment goals every year since 1999, the last time they missed. And the time before that, it was... 1979. The Coast Guard even typically goes between 80 and 90 percent of their reserves and officers, respectively. This year, they've only hit 55 percent. Part of the reason why this is all happening, in all honesty, is because nobody knows about the military. Young people really don't understand. They haven't seen the movies. They haven't engaged in that kind of positive propaganda, if you will. And you know We talk about the solutions to this problem. Well, guess what one of the solutions may be? I kid you not, the Top Gun Maverick movie. In the same way the movie Officer and a Gentleman had people flocking to Officer's Candidate School because they wanted to fly jets and be cool like Richard Gere and David Keith. Well, not going the route of David Keith in that movie because he didn't make it, you know, Sid D.O.R.D. That was not good. Um, But simply it's true. It's just a it's a lack of education. Young people honestly don't know that they're needed in the military. A lot of people don't register for the draft. The draft hasn't happened in 50 years, so it's really completely out of the lexicon. Families don't have that legacy. I mentioned only 13% of people currently serving in the military come from military families, as we would call them. And then there's that whole sense of what's in it for me? Are you willing to give of your life? for a cause that's greater than your own. And this is where I think Christians should be first and foremost lining up to register. Now, I'm not suggesting I want my grandkids to go flocking and saying, hey, let's go do this. Let's go ahead because some crazed general might send them to war and you know send them up heartbreak hill and that's the end of that. But are we not willing to fight and die to defend our country? Well, here's a more important question. Are we willing to fight and die to defend our faith? I was reading an interesting blog post earlier today from a Christian uh, musician that I really respect saying, hey, Jesus never went out and tried to fight for countries and stuff like that, so why should we? Well, why should we indeed? Jesus also said, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and give to God the things that are God's. Military is part of that 10 and that uh, God's, and that's the bottom line. Hey, coming up next, Trisha Goyer, how do we deal with chaos in the country? Uh, that's going to be a great conversation next as the bottom line continues. Well, today here on The Bottom Line, we're going to talk about what it takes to stay happy and not necessarily happy in the sense that, you know, everything around you is going perfect and everything's going, you know, great. Quite the opposite. In fact, I mean, let's face it, if you've got the kind of schedule that a lot of people are dealing with and post pandemic, who's not still dealing with some of those things, the world's moving quicker and uh, there's a lot of chaos, but there's a way that you can actually live centered in God's love. And today here on the Bottom Line Show, I'm joined by, of course, our My Hope Now audience can already see it's Trisha Goyer, a US, USA Today bestselling author. She's authored more than 75 books. 500 articles and a two-time carol award winner she has a brand new book out that i love the title of and i love the concept and i can't wait to dig in with her a little bit deeper on this it's called heart happy staying centered in god's love through chaotic circumstances and we have a link for the book up at the bottom show.com trisha goyer welcome to the bottom line show 
Roger, it is great being here. I always love talking to you. Likewise, and it's fun to see you too. And because now we're you know we're getting high tech here at broadcasting <laughs> and doing our little Zoom chats, which is great. And it must be fun for you, hopefully, to be on the receiving end of the interview because I know you're doing some podcasting as well. What's it like to kind of dig into other people's work with the podcast that you host? Oh, it's so fun because, you know, then I get to be the one to ask the questions and really go deeper. And I think when we read books and we come across books, we always have these questions in the back of our mind. So I just mm -hmm. love being able to dig in there and ask those questions. Yeah, you, you get to be every man or every woman. And that's exactly. a lot of fun. Well, now it's my turn to ask you questions. So hold okay. on. <laughs> Let, let's talk. What was the genesis of this? There's always I mean, you and your husband are raising 10 kids. I mean, you've got so much going on. And I think the last time we spoke may have been the, the grumble free year or whatever, which I thought yeah, was, probably, a huge, yeah. was a huge endeavor um, with everything that we've been through in the past couple of years. Now here in the culture, um, a lot of people are facing the stress and some of that stress is still following them, even though life's getting back to normal. What was the genesis for this book? You know, when I was thinking about what I wanted to write, I was first going to write a book about hospitality and opening your home and inviting in your neighbors. And then the pandemic and that book <laughs> yep. completely got shelved um, mm -hmm. in the middle of, you know, everyone's having to stay home and uh, we homeschool, but it was different too, because we weren't able to do the activities. So we have a house full of people wanting to do stuff, wanting to get out. And it was also during that time that one of our teens was really struggling. Um, we have adopted uh, seven kids. And so she turned 17 and she didn't want to be here, want to be with her biological mom. And I just remember being so overwhelmed. And often there was times I'd find myself almost in the fetal position on the floor. Mm. Like I am overwhelmed. I can't do wow. this. Like, how can I I keep going when we have one of our kids that definitely doesn't even want to be here and she's just just this fight is going on and I remember going to God's word and it's like okay I need to find happiness in him the happiness is not going to come with the finished laundry with uh, the kids behaving with everyone loving our home it's going to come from getting my heart happy in the Lord and I actually came through uh, came to a quote by George Mueller and he lived about a hundred years ago he opened orphanages and had tens of thousands of kids um, that he was taking care of. And he said, before I get busy with my day, I make sure my heart is happy in the Lord. I read the scripture. I pray God's word. And then I realize that God is with me in my day and just starting to do that on a regular team. You know, I always had quiet time and devotional time, but really just sitting there with God, realizing how much he loves me, realizing how much he's for me impacted every part of my day and I started noticing and my kids started noticing it really came from that transformation that happened inside my heart. Trisha Goyer is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, and that is going to make anyone's heart happy just during her testimony. The book is called Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love Through Chaotic Circumstances. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Where do we start? I mean, there's got to be a ground zero for this, because when you talk about happiness, a lot of people would say, OK, well, I'm going to look for it where I find it. Mm -hmm. um, I love the, the Mueller quote is great because it's about God. But at the same time, when you were talking about this book on hospitality, my introvert's heart said, oh, wow, please don't make me read that. I don't know. That's one of the things that I really wrestled with in pastoral ministry was how could you do pastoral mm -hmm. ministry and not feel that compulsion to be hospitable? That would not make my heart happy. But let's let's walk through, you know, what you were able to uh, lay out for us. Not that this is a recipe for guaranteed success, but rather some principles that we could start adapting. 
Yeah, I think one thing is going to what that word happy means. And in uh, the Bible, a lot of times it's also translated blessed. And so happy is the man who walks in the Lord, blessed is the man who walks in the Lord. So I think sometimes we think happy is I just went on a new vacation, I went on a vacation, I got a new car, I lost 10 pounds. And so it's that external. But when you look at that word, it's actually Esher, and it means walking God's way. So when we are walking God's way, when we are blessed, we are happy, we are doing the things he asked. And it's also then looking and seeing how God created us and nurturing our souls. You know, so many times our calendars are full. We're completely running from one thing to another, and we're not taking time to nurture our soul. So, of course, quiet time can be one thing. But what other things can bring you joy? Think about like when you were a child. I loved reading. I would get caught away in Nancy Drew mysteries. I also drew all the time. I always had a little notepad. Mm. And so actually during the pandemic, I ordered watercolor paints and I would (laughs) sit there and like, okay, all you people, you're watching a movie, but I'm just going to sit in here and I'm going to watercolor. And I think so many times we need to realize like God created us for a purpose. He created us even things that nurture our soul. Like I would not want to go to a mall and go shopping. That just drains me. But Mm -hmm. sitting there reading a book or watercolor painting nurtures my soul. And so it's really looking at how God created us and how we can feed our soul, cutting out a lot of those things in the calendar to take time to connect with God and to do things which he created us to do. Do you think social media has made it worse in terms of the things that we think we need to do versus the things we need to do? I mean, it sounds like, Tricia, if I if I may, even though you got a house full of kids and, and you're a writer, speaker, podcaster, you sound like an outgoing introvert to me because the fact that you like, <laughs> right? Same thing. You know, people go, how can you get up in front of people and you can do the radio program? And then at the end of the day, it's like, I do need a nap. I really honestly do. But it seems like in the social media world, even when you try to retreat and you try to get away from all the clutter, next thing you know, you're zombie scrolling and you're wondering why your house doesn't look like everybody on Pinterest or whatever. I mean, do you think that's been a factor? I think so. Yeah, I think we're always comparing our weaknesses to other people's strengths. Mm -hmm. And so I see these like, organic meals and I see these families going on long walks up in the woods and mm-hmm. we aren't doing those things and right. today, today my kitchen is a mess my we were given some hand-me-down clothes for one of my sons my living room has all these clothes spread over it. I'm trying to homeschool my kids <laughs> and I really had this moment of tension of like this house is such a disaster and I told myself it'll be okay. This is just today. We'll get through the clothes, the kitchen will get clean. And I have to tell myself that this is ordinary life. And when we're always looking at someone's perfect kitchen um, or someone's perfect living room or perfect writing desk or whatever it is, we do feel that comparison and we feel like we aren't doing enough. And then we get so overwhelmed that we just can't do anything. We just can't uh, go on. And I think that comparison is really, really hard. And it takes stepping back and saying, this is ordinary life. I have, we have eight people living in our house right now. It's going to be a mess. There's going to be challenges, but it's okay. And I remember one moment clearly as I'm working on this book, the pile of laundry, all the things. And as I'm just feeling so overwhelmed, I felt God saying, I love you just as much. Mm. I love you just as much if the laundry is done and the laundry is not done. 
if you made a great dinner or you served your family hot dogs or peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, like <laughs> I love you just as much. And resting our hearts in the love of God and saying, it's okay. I am loved. God has a good plan for my day. Then we stop comparing and we could look to his face and see what he thinks of us instead of comparing what we think of others and other people. I mean, I've done it before where you push all the stuff to the side and then take your picture mm -hmm. that yeah. you want to display <laughs> on social media. Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. I, wow. I often wonder when I see it one time, I, my wife and I were at a, an amusement park here locally and we watched we were getting something to eat. So we had some time to kill. And we watched these two girls spend 20 minutes trying to come up with a perfect spontaneous <laughs> selfie. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I, <laughs> I thought to myself, wow, I wouldn't have spent that much time back in the day. But nowadays, everything that we're trying to make look perfect for five hundredths of a second or however long that is. And you don't know what's pushed. Well, I don't want to show you what's on the other side of my camera here in my office because I think I'm an abstract random person. So I know all, I know what all the piles are. I know yes. where all the clutter is. And it makes us make sense. Uh, Trisha Goyer is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, a delightful conversation, uh, a happy conversation, if I may, about her brand new book called Heart happy, staying centered in God's love through chaotic circumstances. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. More of this conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Trisha Goyer is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh, author, speaker, uh, podcaster, 75 books and counting. The latest is called Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love Through Chaotic Circumstances. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Trisha, during the break, I, I loved what you were saying, every word of it in terms of how do we get our heart happy? Well, it's mm -hmm. when you're walking with the Lord, when you're walking obediently with him, when you realize, you know, the yoke that he made just for you is a perfect fit. So all you have to do is walk in it and it's going to work. But I realize there are probably some people who are hearing our conversation right now, and I'm glad you alluded to this during the uh, break where they'll look at that and say, okay, that's easy for you because it sounds like you're dealing with the chaos of the right now, you know, what's right in front of you. And we haven't really touched on yet. Well, what about the things that might be making your heart unhappy because they happened a while ago, either something that you did or something that happened to you mm -hmm. and you haven't really been able to get the healing reconciliation, whatever it is you're looking for. Talk about how you can stay centered in God's love when the chaotic circumstances are things that you've been carrying with you for a while. Yeah, and that is so much of my story, and I start the book on that because I want to be happy in God. I know there's all this stuff going on. As I'm sitting before God, I'm realizing, like, this doesn't just have to deal with today. It has to deal with things that happened a while ago, like little pains that have been there a while that's almost festering. One of those things is when I was 15, I chose to have an abortion. Mm. I went to the wrong clinic, got the wrong advice, was listening and said this, you know, your problems will be over tomorrow. It'll, right. you don't ever have to think of it again. We're just scraping a few cells away. And that pain is something that I carried for a very, very long time. And then mm. I got pregnant again at 17 and mm. had my son. And that there was during that pregnancy that I dedicated my life to God. I'm like, I have messed up big time. Like if you can do anything with my life and I felt that God loved me and I felt forgiven, but I had a very, very hard time forgiving myself. Um, mm, I yeah. knew that, you know, I could go to eternity with him, but just realizing what I had done, especially after I had my, my son, my first son, and was holding him in my hands, realizing mm. what I had done at that young age. And it took many years and actually going through a, a Bible study with other women where I walked in that room and saw the other women that all had also chosen abortion 
all of us regretted it. And walking through the steps of truly being able to forgive myself, realizing I was young. Mm -hmm. I was not a Christian. I was walking in darkness. I was trying to please my boyfriend, you know, trying to get out of the problem and having compassion for myself. And then realizing that even in that moment, God still loved me. I pictured tears in his eyes. Even if I was making the wrong decision, he still loved me and being able to forgive myself. And after doing that, there's still times that comes up. It's not like it's one and done, but it's going back and remembering God's love, remembering that he has forgiven me. I'm remembering, I will see that child again someday, which I'm very happy about. And then reaching out to other women. I've led Bible studies for other women. I helped start a, a pregnancy center when I lived in Montana. I've mentored teen moms. So even in my pain, being able to help other women so they can make different choices or they can get the help they need after they have their children. And so I think anytime it might be abortion, it might be whatever former choices we made, it may be stuff that happened to us and taking those things before God and seeking his word and seeking prayer, seeking counseling or a good Bible study that you can really find healing. Because I think so many times we're carrying these things for so long that it just becomes part of us, but we can lift those burdens. We can give those things to God. And he does want to bring healing into our lives. Boy, Tricia Goyer is sharing some really honest and uh, deep and in some cases painful truth about happiness in the Lord. Uh, She writes about this in her book called Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love Through Chaotic Circumstances. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Tricia, there's a recurring theme in what you're talking about here. I think a lot of times when we hear happiness or things that are happy, Mm -hmm. there's a part of us that says, okay, well, either it's going to happen to us because the root of the word, or it's going to be kind of easy, right? Okay. I'm having a bad day. So I'm (laughs) going to buy a donut and now I'm happy, you know, 10 pounds heavier, but, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy. Talk about the work that goes into this, because you talked about a process just there in that example of you having an abortion at a young age, that the healing process took a long time before you could really get heart happy with the Lord about healing and forgiveness and all the things that would set you free from that burden. Yeah, the process. And I think what we don't realize is that it's based on relationship and not just ritual because, you know, it can be easy to say, um, yes, you know, sit down with your Bible, spend this amount of time in prayer, spend this amount of time, and then it'll be okay. But really that relationship must be built. And I have a perfect example of this. Um, One of our kids that we adopted, he was two and a half years old. And he was so destructive. He disobeyed everything. He would just try to break things. He would knock things over. If there was a milk on the counter, he'd dump it out. It was just total destruction. And I would follow after him. Don't do that. Stop doing that. I'm going to put you in timeout. You're going to have to go sit in your room. And, you know, we welcomed this little boy into our home and it was pure exhaustion and I didn't know what to do and so we ended up going to therapy and the trauma therapist says this is what I want you to do I want you to spend five minutes a day with him I want you to have a special box of toys and I want one-on-one no one else is around in the room I want you to play with him and I want you to say what he was doing I want you to repeat what he says and I want you to praise him so he'd be lining up the cars and I'd say you're lining up the cars and he'd offer me a car and I'd say thank you for giving mommy a car and he'd say blue car and I would say blue car and I'd say you're such a good boy you're doing such a good job playing with mommy and the therapist had me practice this for months it was like in their room and she's behind the glass and I'm practicing this and I'm like how is this going to help me get this kid to obey me? And what I realized is that we needed that bonding. We Mm. needed that relationship. Mm -hmm. He'd been plunked in my home. He'd been in different foster homes an abusive home behind that. I didn't know this kid. And then this gave us a chance for him. 
I'm praising him. I'm playing with him. I'm interacting with him. And then through the day, because I've been practicing that, I would do that more like, great job doing mm. this or look at you. Mm -hmm. And it built the bond between us where we had the relationship. And I think we can do this with God's word. That's we could read, read God's word and say, God, look what you are doing. I praise yeah. you for the way you created us. I praise you for giving us strength when we feel weak. And then, you know, just repeating what he says. You say in your word that we could have strength as eagles. Like, I need that today. And mm -hmm. that is building that relationship. And when I'm doing that in the morning, I find myself doing that throughout the day, just like oh, with, yeah. with Casey. And so that bonding and that relationship really needs to happen. It's not just these things these rituals we do, but build, building that relationship with God. Well, and especially when, let's face it, we're that rebellious two and a half year old, we right? Are. Yeah. We're knocking we stuff are. over and God's right there when we get it right going, Hey, okay, there's affirmation. And I think a lot of times we'll run from mm -hmm. the joy that is waiting for us or the peace or the happiness because of the fact that we know our own sin enough to know, okay, well, God's not going to be happy with this. So this is the way I'm, I'm, I'm going to approach it. And, and you write about in your book, heart happy, uh, the fact that it is easy to misplace joy and peace and things like that. Not that yeah. we don't have it. We just don't know where to get it. We've got a couple minutes left in our conversation. Could you address that uh, for us, what that means? Yeah, I think so many times when we get so focused on the external things, we forget that this is something that God has already given us. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, faithfulness, gentleness, you know, that the whole fruit of the spirit that comes from God in us. That is not something we have to figure out ourselves. Like help me to be happy today. Help me to be joyful today. Help me uh, like to be peaceful in my own strength. It's realizing like God is in me and he is my joy. He is my happiness. He is my strength. And so when we're looking at other things for that, when we're looking at other people for that, when we're trying to manufacture that ourselves, like help me to be patient, we need to say, Lord, you are in me. You are patient. I need to depend on you today. I need to trust in you today and know that he has already given us those things. I'm talking with Trisha Goyer today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love Throughout Chaotic Circumstances. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we will be giving away a copy of the book at the end of this conversation. Uh, Trisha, 90 seconds left, not really a lot of time to fully develop the theme I'm going to ask you the question on, but I know you'll give it your best shot. We have a lot of our listeners who are in their senior years, you know, who are in the 60, 70 range like yours truly. And we're looking back now. I mean, it, there's always that push forward. I want this and I'm moving toward that and I'm growing and growing. When you get to a certain point, it seems like now you're kind of looking at where you are, looking at where you're going, but you're also kind of looking back and some of these memories might be starting to flood in right now. What's a good first step for someone who says, well, I like what you're saying, Tricia, but I just don't know if I have what it takes to step forward and walk in that happiness and that joy and that peace that you're encouraging us to? Well, I think the first thing we need to do is be okay with the emotions. I think especially as the years pass, we get used to shoving them down. Yeah. And so sometimes I'd even journal painful times in my past and let the tears come. Let me go back to those moments and be okay being sad. And then, and then we can say, God, is there anything you want to teach me? Is there anything you want to show me in these moments? And I did that many, many times in the situation. I think sometimes we're afraid of the emotions. God's not afraid of the emotions and, and sit before him and say, this is something that made me sad. This is something I really struggle with and let him speak to our hearts. Um, as we open our words, he will give us the love and the answers that he wants to, us to have. 
I love it. I love it. Trisha Goyer, the brand new book is called Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love Through Chaotic Circumstances. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, Trisha, always a pleasure. Great to get to see you for a yeah, change here on our it's, Zoom conversation. It's always great talking to you. Thanks for having me. And that concludes my conversation with Trisha Goyer. And as I just alluded to with Trisha, we did this on the Zoom. So uh, once the program is over, Tamara will have the opportunity to get the video and audio together. It'll be at myhopenow.com. And of course, you can hear the program in its entirety at thebottomlineshow.com. That book, Heart Help Happy, by the way, is one that I highly recommend. And we've got a couple copies of it to give away to you. Uh, Staying Centered in God's Love Throughout Chaotic Circumstances is the subtitle. And it's Everyone Wednesday. So everybody who calls in for the book, even if you don't win the copy of Trisha's book, you're going to win something. Teresa is standing by right now to take your calls. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 That's the number to get you through to the bottom line. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line as we're giving away copies of Trisha Goyer's book, Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love Through Chaotic Circumstances. Um, what does it take to find and keep a happy heart? It's not easy to do, but I pray and hope that uh, uh, the conversation I just had with Trisha Goyer uh, would actually be one that would be an encouragement to you. Teresa is standing by taking your calls right now, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, eight. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Uh, you know, it's interesting how when a topic like this comes up and we find out that there are people who I mentioned at the start of the hour here, uh, for those who are listening on KCBC who didn't catch that, you can go back to the Bottom Line Rewind or Bottom Line Extra and hear my prayer for my friend Sean Tabbitt and his wife Lynette, as Lynette had a series of seizures this morning and was hospitalized as we started the program today, intubated, sedated. Uh, this is a woman who's the a wife and the mother of 10 children. And uh, you can see the enemy attacking uh, full force. And it's just, it's really, uh, it's it's hard to watch. And yet we know that God's a good God who hears and answers prayer. And we appreciate the fact that he does, in fact, do that. Why is it that it seems like, though, we in the body of Christ sometimes can have a hard time with the idea of happiness? You know, if you read the Beatitudes a certain way, depending on the translation, uh, blessed are those is translated as happy are those. So I one time remember a pastor actually preaching a sermon series where he called them the be happy attitudes. But it's tough. I mean, Let's take the regular stresses of life, the financial challenges that families face, the tensions that families face, um, and let's not forget, too, the pandemic really did a number on a lot of people. Uh, to my knowledge, there is not a mask mandate universally here in the People's Republic of California, and yet earlier today, I was out, uh, I had to go to the DMV, time to get the license renewed with the birthday coming up, and as I was... Uh, on my way back, I had to stop by in the uh, supermarket, pick up something for the family. And as I walked in, I'd say a third of the people who are walking in and out of the supermarket had masks on. And not even the people working there were wearing masks. A lot of times that's a pretty much a telltale sign. But they weren't. But I, I, I wondered, and I, I wanted to ask, not because I was trying to start anything with anybody. If you read the CDC information with regard to the masks and everything, that was initially a thought, well, you know, if you've got a virus and viral condition, one way to stop the spread of the virus is to wear a mask. And that's true. If you're sick and you're coughing and wheezing, having one of those K95 masks on will actually stop the spread of that virus. 
But by and large, the idea that you wear a mask and you're not going to catch anything, I mean, it's been pretty much disproven. But I had to wonder if someone was watching a newscast that said, this is what you're supposed to do, and how much of their life was not listening to God and the still small voice of the Spirit, but rather watching other people and taking your cues from them. As Christians, brothers and sisters, I can't stress enough that the goal of life in Christ is not to be happy all the time and happy and having fun all the time, but rather when you stay centered in God's love throughout the chaotic circumstances of life, as Trisha Goyer writes about in her book called Heart Happy, uh, then you'll really understand what peace and love and joy and happiness and true fellowship can can actually mean. And I'm grateful that Tricia has given us a resource here. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. <laughs> it's an everyone Wednesday here on the bottom line show. I'm Roger Marsh. Kind of a wild Wednesday too. Rocking and rolling here. Phone lines are open at 800-227-5278. My thanks again to Tricia Goyer for joining us uh, for the past half hour. Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love Through Chaotic Circumstances is the book. And uh, we are taking your calls for uh, giving away copies of the book there. And as I mentioned, it's an Everyone Wednesday here on Wednesday. So you're on the Bottom Line Show. And so if you call in and you want to win something, you're going to win something. We do. We will have a winner for the Trisha Goyer book. But um, everyone else who calls in can win something as well. Um, if you have a comment on some of the things that we've been discussing today, whether it's the issue with the military or um, Trisha's book in particular, there does seem to be kind of a theme running between the uh, idea that you can enjoy uh, happiness in this life if you stay centered in God's love, in spite of the fact that the world is moving faster and faster all around us. And that might have something to do with the whole issue of why fewer and fewer people are actually you know, joining the military, because it doesn't sound like fun. Uh, I can assure you, it probably isn't a lot of fun. I mean, there's some guys who get into it, some women who get into it because they really enjoy the thrill of it. But it's amazing. I mentioned my son earlier who considered a career in the uh, the musical side of the equation of the military and had absolutely no ambition whatsoever of going to combat. None whatsoever. That was just not in his DNA, not part of his radar at all. It was, I want to be a musician and this is what I want to do. And yet, you know, it, it, it reminds me of how many times we will look at the world and we'll ask the question, why are these things valuable? Why are these things important to us? You know, when Paul talks about the fruit of the Spirit being love, joy, peace, let's see, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, and then says against such things there is no law. He's saying a lot. Uh, first and foremost, I think it's a reminder to the Jews who are following him that we're trying to Judaize those uh, people who were new converts, you know, people who were part of the uh, uh, you know, maybe they were Samaritans or they were uh, what we would call now Protestants, you know, people who are Gentiles. And the Judaizers, of course, would try to make them Jewish. Oh, yeah, if you really want to be a follower of Christ, you got to get circumcised and keep all the covenants and blah, blah, blah. Whereas Jesus even said, look, there's only one covenant. Now it's the new one. It's my blood. And there's only one commandment, basically. It has two parts. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And those basically encapsulate the Ten Commandments that were part of the Old Testament law. And so if you're looking for all of the benefits that come along with what we describe as the fruit of the Spirit, those are the reflections of abiding in Christ, John 15. So when chaos surrounds us, 
we can, I was talking to a friend earlier about uh, uh, a medical condition that a mutual friend of ours was uh, going through. And we were just wondering what kind of level of fear factor that person might be experiencing. And the more I think about it, I realize, hey, you know, here's the deal. When it comes to how we approach the challenging parts of life, let's be honest. Faith is casting out the fear of the world. God's perfect love makes that possible. And so we can look at what happens in the world around us through the eyes of faith and realize that if we are abiding in Christ, all of a sudden you will not be listening to the fear of the world. You'll not be listening to the screams of the world. You'll be listening to the echoes of you know the despair and the gloom and all that other stuff. Rather, you'll be listening to that still small voice of the Spirit. And the Spirit is going to drive you to do the things that God wants you to do. And the question is, are you going to respond? How many people during the pandemic discovered that the calling that they thought they had, the trajectory that they were on, was not the one God wanted for them? Either because that calling and season had ended, or maybe it was the wrong one. I mean, it's pretty easy to to be able to take a step back and look and say, gosh, I'm having a problem at work or I'm having a problem in this relationship or whatever. And then you take a step back and you look at the patterns that lead to these problems. We could try to solve problems all day long, but if we don't look at the patterns that cause the problems, then we're in really big trouble. Um, as you call in at 800-227-5278 for a copy of either Trisha Goyer's book or whatever you choose to win on everyone Wednesday. Uh, keep that in mind. It happens in your financial situation all the time. You've heard the expression, I, I would love to give more to the church. I'd love to have more time to you know spend with my kids or my grandkids or whatever, but I just don't seem to have enough money to get it done. As a matter of fact, there's usually more month than money at the end of the month, and and that's never good. And then you start wandering in your 50s and 60s and even in your 70s, and you begin asking the question, how much longer? I had a conversation like this with a, uh, a, a dear friend who's going to be turning 65 this year. She mentioned this is the year that she would like to considerably uh, to consider retiring, but wasn't sure whether or not she'd be able to. And so we had a conversation. We dialogued back and forth. And I wasn't going to try to meddle in her financial situation, but she and her spouse were not on the same page when it came to how much money they needed for retirement, what their goals were for retirement, how they're going to handle things with the kids. It was a blended family, on and on and on. And it was it was kind of refreshing because she knows about the program. She knows what I do for a living. And finally, at the end of the program, she said, do you have Dennis Wilson's phone number? And I said, do I have it? 800-696-9970. She said, I think we need to talk to him. And I highly recommend that you do. I mean, right now, if you look at the stock market, if your money's in the stock market during the first seven months of 2022, the stock market has lost 25% of its value. Now, think about that for a moment. If you had $100,000 worth of stock at the beginning of this year, right now, that stock's worth $75,000. And as we get older, there's something called recovery time. At recovery time is how long can, can you be at a deficit before you can recover and then hopefully replace. Because if you were at $100,000 and you lost $25,000, now your value is seventy-five. 
even if you have a 33% return the next year, you know what that does? It gets you back up to ground zero as to where you were with 100,000. So a 33% gain is really actually worth a whole lot of nothing. One of the reasons why bottom line show listeners love working with dentists is the simple fact that they don't lose money. We are now in our 11th year, 10th year of Dennis partnering with us here at the Bottom Line Show. And to my knowledge, not one Bottom Line Show listener has ever lost a dime based on the recommendations that Dennis has done. Many have done very, very well. And I count my sister and my mom and dad as part of that equation. It gives you peace of mind. When you look at the financial situation right now that can really wreak havoc on someone's life, when it, you're talking about these long-term investments that you're not supposed to touch anyway that make money while you sleep, Having a guy like Dennis Wilson in your corner, just, it gives you peace of mind. You can watch the FBI trying to, you know, go after President Trump. You can see the White House weaponizing the Internal Revenue Service, trying to shake down people for, you know, the pennies that they owe in taxes. And yet, when the chief executive, the commander in chief of the United States makes the kind of statement like he did earlier today with regard to inflation. And I, and I, this is not to disparage the president. It's just a statement of fact. Inflation has been rising rapidly for the past year, year and a half. It's been right. First, it was at 4%. Then it was at 5%. Then it was in the sevens. Then it got to 9.1% annualized. Well, now oil costs are coming down and they're coming down for a couple of different reasons. Not the least of which is the fact that there's a bigger supply of oil in the world right now because as the costs got too high, people just stopped driving. They started picking different ways to get around. It's supply and demand. The oil prices are going down about a month ago. The cost of crude started going down. It takes about 30 days for it to hit the actual cycle in the industry. And so it went down. Our president today noted that inflation, which had been at 9.1%, dropped by 0.1%. And because there was no increase in inflation, he declared that inflation is now over. If that's the way he looks at the economy, well, we pumped the prices up as high as we could. We got everybody used to five and six dollar gas, and now we're going to leave you there. Well, then you really need a guy like Dennis Wilson in your corner. On the other side of this break, Dennis is going to join me. We're going to talk about things like 3D money programs and the four-dimensional money program that he offers through Wilson Financial Services and, and ask some really hard questions and get some good, fair answers about what to do with the resources to which God has entrusted you. Dennis Wilson joins me next as The Bottom Line continues. Joined in studio today here on The Bottom Line Show by our good friend and uh, sponsor of the program, partner of the program, partner in ministry on The Bottom Line Show for the better part of the past decade, Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial Services, 800-696-9970. Dennis, it's good to see you lounging today here in your big, comfortable recording chair. Well, you know, it is, it's, it, it's good to be record, It's good to be seen. Yes, it certainly is. So I'm is. happy about that, and I'm happy that they can't see me. Right, <laughs> just because we're comfortable. Yeah. You just got back from Africa. We did. It Talk was a phenomenal that. trip. It was one of those things where, where um, we went over to Africa. We it was we coordinated six countries coming together, and we met for three days, and it was like. God orchestrated every single thing that came out of all of the speakers' mouths. It was just, it was one of the most interesting and uh, 
fulfilling experiences we've ever had. It must be so exciting to know that the 50 plus years you've been running Wilson Financial Services, a lot of people don't take into consideration. Obviously, they want their money protected. Money's never going to go down. You're always going to gain and grow with Wilson Financial. But portions of the proceeds of the investments, of course, are reinvested into the mission work. Sometimes I think you and I talk more about your mission projects than the financial projects that are available through Wilson. Well, you know, that it, that's we'd probably do because we, we, our tendency is to be grateful for, to God for what he does for Amen. us. And, and we and be remiss in not saying that we're really grateful for our clients for being our clients because they are our partners. Everything we do in Africa is in partnership with them. We don't do any of this stuff on our own. Right. Between them and God and us, we all work together. That's Amen. how he likes to do things. Amen. Um, when you came back from Africa, of course, you were greeted with the news that everybody else was that inflation isn't going down. It keeps going up. This current administration, and you predicted this when uh, the election went down in 2020, that we'd be looking at runaway inflation. And there were a lot of people who said, well, I think I'll trust the stock market. Maybe I'll do OK. And now with it averaging over 9 percent and the fact that a lot of people are losing their shorts in the stock market, um, there are a lot of concerns about inflation. But you always look so calm whenever we talk about inflation. Why is well, that? I don't like it any better than anybody else. Right. And I would be lying if I said that I believe teleprompter Joe has any idea what he's talking about <laughs> when he says that inflation is a good thing. I mean, you know, that's like saying that the weather is a good thing. Well, what do you, well we have to have weather, mm-hmm. uh, but, but it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous to make that kind of a comment. In fact, what it's doing, it's leading us down the road to where the huge majority of people who are studying what's going on think that a recession is almost mm-hmm. almost here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, inflation is not a good thing. You need to you need to know that. Uh, and, and the good thing is, is that it doesn't have to be. Right. And so when we get somebody in there who's doing something other than nothing, they'll write the ship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, then that that's a couple years away. For right now, though, there are some immediate steps that Wilson Financial does offer in terms of steadying the ship of inflation. The first thing I can think of off the top of my head is the 6% account, because you want a guarantee that's not going to get thrown around by the stock market. That's a great way to plant your money in a place where it's going to grow over the next three years. Well, in fact, it's ironic because that is exactly what we, in fact, Quite a few of, of uh, your your listeners in the last uh, uh, ninety days have come in and done that exact same thing because the the um, I, they say well I've got five hundred thousand in my account if I take it and put it in there at the end of uh, three years I'm going to have six hundred thousand mm-hmm. and I said that's right. And I says, if you keep it where it's at, it might be 300. Mm. And so I said, can you retire on 300? Mm. No. Well, okay. So some of it, for some of these people, and they're, they're not just engineers. They're people who come in and they say, hey, the math is, the math just, the math works. It's a no brainer. Yeah. yeah. And so it is, it is fun to be able to help people that way. And also to get them out of a situation that very frankly is so volatile. I mean, I just had, I mean, I had a client who lost a ton of money in the last 90 days while we were moving their money out of the market. Mm, wow. And uh, we couldn't get it out fast enough. Right, right. It's, it really is a burning building right now as far as the stock market goes. But the programs that Wilson Financial has to offer give you security. And the, 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 I love being able to tell people, I can say with confidence, having known you this long, that your programs do not lose money. Well, and, and, and the fun, the good news is, is that the, like we just mentioned, the 6% account is a great solution. Mm-hmm. But we also have accounts that are, that are designed to, to uh, uh, come back when all of this stuff 
stops. And so mm-hmm. we have solutions for the for the situation. You, you first thing you got to do is stop the bleeding. Then once you stop the bleeding, then you put the stitches in, and then you put and then you go from there. And yeah. so uh, it it is it it is it's. It's, a, it's fun to be in a position to be able to help people and know that they're far better off when they have met with you than when they haven't. Yes. F- plenty of solutions from Wilson Financial, 800-696-9970, or go to wilson-financial.com. All that information is also at thebottomlineshow.com as well. Dennis, you have a 4D program that I, I love to talk about with people because oftentimes they'll think about a CD alternative and they'll say, well, this is great. I'm going to make more interest here than I would there. That's a great component of the CD alternative, and it's a classic, and you still have all the, you know, the, the ways around that and through that program. But the 4D program offers things that I think people don't think about when they're thinking about a, a certificate of deposit type account. Walk us through why 4D now makes a lot of sense for people to get involved in. Well, let's just start with the with the inflation part. Most of the time when you retire, you get Social Security and, you, and it has a little bit of a tick for inflation, but not enough to be any significant. And your retirement plans give you basically what you're going to get. If you get STRS, you're going to get X number for a month or whatever it may be. And so the... Uh, the fact that the 4D account has inflation feature built into it makes it very unique. Mm-hmm. The fact that it has a long-term care feature built into it for both husband and wife, and it's there even if the person isn't insurable. Mm. Now, it takes a while for them to be eligible. but right. it, And so, uh, and then the third thing is, is that there, you're not, the money is not going to go down. I said, people said to me, well, Dennis, I said, what's the, what's the bad thing about this account? I said, well, the bad thing about this account is that you may not like the return in one year, but you're never going to be able to yell at me because it lost money. It's right. not an right, option. Right. Mm-hmm. And the fourth thing that does, and we don't really, we, we talk about permanent income, but it really is, truly is permanent income. They can't outlive it. Their spouse can't outlive it. So the 4D program is a, a great resource for people to take advantage of because it does help you kind of fill in some of the spots that you might not be thinking about right now, but you definitely will need. And Dennis, I appreciate the fact that you said, yeah, you might look at the return one year and say, boy, that doesn't seem like a lot. But when you consider that it never have to worry about it going down and some years it's going to grow be- better than others, but there's going to be growth every single year with all these different features. This is a great program. The 4D money program from Wilson Financial. Call today to learn more 800-696-9970 800-696-9970 we've been talking about inflation we've been talking about taxes we know you talk about the tax time bomb that's going to go off on january 1st 2026 you've been telling us about it for the past three years even though i did a story on this not too long ago about the trump tax cuts did in fact provide some short-term relief for the middle class and didn't really hose the upper class too much all that goes away on january 1st 2026 in one place where it's really going to hit people hard is when you've got a 401k or an IRA, you've got it in your investment portfolio, something happens to you, you go into glory, and now your kids inherit what they think is a really nicely wrapped present, and they open it up and it goes, boom, it's a tax time bomb waiting <laughs> yeah. to explode. How do we detonate that and minimize some of the, the damage? Well, the interesting thing, what you described is they open it up and, and explodes. That actually is the truth because when, when, the, when, the, uh, when they're that far down the road, 
the kids Nothing are going to the do. kids are going to pay taxes on. Right, right. Uh, you you have to do your planning ahead of time. You have to detonate it before it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. And so, and you do that. And you have there are several steps. And like you said, over the next three years is is probably as good a time as any to do it because of the fact that we're going to be in the lowest tax bracket in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so that means that we can take IRAs and help people design ways to make them Roth IRAs. And now when you pass them on to your kids, you actually pass on a gift. You actually mm. pass on a legacy. You know, it's funny. You go to a, if you if you came to if you invited me to dinner and I said okay I'm gonna I'm gonna come over and I and I bring in a bottle of wine and I hand it to you. And I said that's for dinner. He said oh thank you very much. Oh and by the way the tax on that was seven dollars. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a thanks real, a lot. Yeah, thanks a lot. So but that but that's how the government actually does things. That's how they actually think, and that's reality right there. That's mm-hmm. exactly what took place with your four oh one K or your IRA. So you're thinking it's a gift to your kids, but in reality you're handing them a tax bill. You are handing them a tax bill. And like one guy said, he said, That's really what my kid needs. He makes a million dollars a year right now and I'm gonna give him more more money to, <laughs> more money to pay taxes. I said, Yeah, he probably won't be too happy with you, Dad. Oh my. That's wild. Well, Dennis, as we've been talking about these different solutions for how to fight inflation, how to stave off the tax bills that are inevitable based on the way the tax laws are written right now, uh, it's a very encouraging time for people. I know you're hearing from a lot of folks uh, at Wilson Financial at 800-696-9970. They're saying, okay, I know there's a problem with inflation. I want some solutions. What What's the best the best recommendation you can make for one of our listeners right now who said, you've piqued my interest. I know I need to do something. I'm just not quite sure what. Well, the the it, it's kind of a it's kind of like what we said as far as stopping the bleeding. The six percent account stops the bleeding instantly, and puts you into a positive mode right away. Um, the um, uh, the four D account um, has the potential of allowing you to have a rebound from the stock market a year from now without you having to go through any kind of a loss. the 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 situation is is that you it, everybody's situation is different, and I've got two different people that I have right here on the desk behind me, and both of their situations are completely different, and both of them are able to use a form of both of what we've talked about. Mm. Because as you know, the, the 4D account isn't, is, is more than, there, there are several options, just right. like we mentioned, the CD alternative has several options. So all of them pretty, all of them pretty much stop the bleeding and get you back on track to where you want to be. Well, I, I can't recommend Wilson Financial enough. Uh, my parents thank you. My sister thanks you. I feel like George M. Cohan sometimes when I'm <laughs> yeah. having these conversations. 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or go to wilson-financial.com. And when they go to the website, Dennis, is that's where Chewy's portrait is still sitting I believe Chewy's portrait is still that's there. That's good, right. Yeah, it's, it's a great, you know, a friend of mine actually contacted me the other day and said, I'm thinking of getting this portrait done for my cat. And he sent me this thing. And I said, oh, yeah, I've seen those before. And I sent him Chewy's picture. And he was laughing hysterically. I said, well, Chewy's the original. So. Well, and, and, and the truth is, is that I had a, I've had a couple of people come in where Chewie was still at the groomer and I didn't brought him into the office until afterwards and he wasn't there. They were so disappointed. They didn't care about meeting me. They wanted to meet Chewie. <laughs> well, I got a rounding, uh, rousing uh, welcome when I came over here too. Yeah. So I appreciate the fact that uh, Chewie's keeping everything together for us. Uh, Dennis Wilson, always a pleasure to get some time with you. Uh, my best to uh, Kathy and the rest of your uh, large and expanding family. And uh, we're so grateful yes. for that partnership that we share. Yes, it's been fun, and and, uh, say hi to the boss for me, too. 
Absolutely will do. 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Call Dennis Wilson today. Schedule that complimentary consultation. Find out how you can make your maximum return during your retirement years and pay as little tax as possible on that money. 800-696-9970 for Wilson Financial. Simply better alternatives. Let's take a quick break and some final thoughts in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Do something productive with your money over the next three years. Invest in Dennis Wilson's real estate-backed 6% CD alternative. You know, with the current administration, you've got three things that you can do. You can stay in the market for the next three years and watch your account go up and down and see what happens. Option two is take your money, put it in the money market, hold on to it, and hope that the Fed raises interest rates. Or number three, you can put your money into our exclusive 6% account. You've got your money safe and sound in a hard asset over the next three years. At the end of three years, you evaluate where you want to be. You want to try the market, you go back. You want to put it into a CD, you go back. Or you just want to reinvest for another three years at 6%. But in the interim, you have made 6% for three years instead of zero. Instead of riding the up and down elevator of the market or leaving your money in the bank earning nothing, you can earn 6% over the next three years guaranteed with Wilson Financial Services. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970 for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh on this Everyone Wednesday, Wednesday edition of the broadcast. My thanks again to Dennis Wilson of Wilson Financial for joining me here for the past few moments and talking about the market, talking about the economy, talking about how, I mean, the, the theme here for the last hour has been, how do we stay focused on God's love throughout chaotic circumstances? Uh, Trisha Goyer talking about her book, Heart Happy. Dennis talking about how to keep your heart happy and uh, when it comes to your financial situation. And please bear in mind, when you do meet with Dennis Wilson and call him right now at 800-696-9970, schedule that no cost complimentary consultation where you just basically bring in your stuff and say, here's what I got. One of the first questions he's going to ask you, I'll tip you off on this ahead of time here. He's going to ask you, whose money is it? And that's not a trick question. That's not, is it husbands or wife or, you know, is it a trust or whatever? The question is, whose money is it? Well, it's all, it's God's. And then when we understand that, that we are stewarding his time and his talent and his treasures, then it makes it a lot easier to think of investments from that eternal perspective. It's not about, am I just going to have enough to make it through retirement? That's too short-sighted. It's what kind of legacy are you leaving with the money that God has entrusted to you? There are some hard decisions to make. You know, do you leave what to your kids and what to your family and what to your church? And sometimes you wind up choosing a family member that doesn't receive anything as part of that legacy gift. And sometimes I know Dennis himself has told me he and Kathy have updated their stuff on occasion. And sometimes he goes, my kids aren't going to like it when they see this, but we, we want to build more churches in Africa. We want to do more uh, spreading of the gospel. At the end of the day, brothers and sisters, whether we eat or we drink, it's under the Lord. If we live or die, it's under the Lord. And everything that we do, conversations that we have here on the Bottom Line Show, should be designed to hopefully edify you and encourage you so that you can have conversations with other people about what's really important. And what's really important is not who wins the presidency or whose office got turned. It's what will you do with Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he made for you and for me. That's the bottom line. 